0: Alrighty folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Hollywood, 1939. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort and we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey y'all, welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I'm one of your hosts, Dewey, and this is episode number seven, titled Happy 50th Birthday Walt Disney World Resort. With me today are my podcast travel buddies, Ron and Tony. How's it going, Ron?
1: Hey, it's good to be here. I can't believe that we're already in our seventh episode having a ball and get to talk about
0: the 50th today is going to be a lot of fun. Should be fun. How about you, Tony? How you doing, bud?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? I am ready to celebrate Disney's 50th anniversary, Disney World's 50th anniversary, with uh, a look back at some of our favorite uh, anniversary specials that we've been to. It's going to be a fun time.
0: That is right. So on October 1st, 2021, the Walt Disney World Resort will be celebrating its 50th birthday. We wanted to mark this golden anniversary by reflecting on Disney World celebrations of the past. Tony and I were lucky enough to experience previous birthday celebrations. So today, we're going to talk about those memories. For me, I've been to a few Disney World birthdays. I've been during the 15th, the 20th, the 25th, the Millennium Celebration, 100 Years of Magic. You get the idea. Yeah, we so, have
1: you have been to Disney. <laughs>
0: I've been to Disney. Yes, Ron, thank you. Uh, so I've been to a few Disney birthdays. I've been to most of the five year anniversaries, So 15, 20, 25, 30, so on and so forth. Um, so I've chosen to highlight my first Disney World birthday celebration, which was the 15th and 1987 was when I went. Tony has chosen to highlight the Walt Disney World 25th celebration and it's now infamous pink birthday cake castle. So let's get this party started. You guys ready? Let's go. 30. All right. I have my handy dandy yellow notebook full of notes, guys. I'm ready to go. All right. So let's jump right into the 15th birthday, Walt Disney World's 15th birthday celebration. It began on October 1st, 1986, and it ran through September 30th of 1987. So the birthday went for an entire year. And, and everything that I was reading it said that this was the biggest um, over the top celebration that Disney could come up with. It was basically out of control. And we're gonna talk about some of those things. So remember in 1986 and 87, there were only two parks. So the celebration took part uh, at M- the Magic Kingdom and at Epcot Center. The, some of the things that I noticed and uh, I watched through my video and I wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, the, you could see the skyway to Tomorrowland and Fantasyland was still open. Uh, I missed that thing. Sorry, you know, that was always a lot of fun. You could get some great views from up there. The, this is funny. I was watching my video and it just struck me at how things have changed. Uh, we were on Main Street watching uh, the parade, the 15th birthday parade, what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And as my family was videotaping, there was a lady beside us smoking a cigarette on Main Street. So I, I, that just really struck me. I was, you know, that there was a lady on Main Street smoking a cigarette, you know, right there watching the parade. That really just struck me how things have changed. So, well, in
1: general, right? I mean, not only at Disney, but I mean, but that that is shocking to see that at Disney. But the, can I back up for a second? So the Skyway that ran between what
0: was it, um, Frontierland and? and um it went from tomorrowland uh basically it was the where the restrooms are beside space mountain now mm-hmm. that was the the station and then right. it went uh over the the tomorrowland speedway made a left into fantasy land and where the tangled bathrooms are in fantasy land now right beside uh, it's a small world that was the station there oh wow okay. so it went it made basically like an l between tomorrowland and Fantasyland. land
1: but that was open still in 1986.
0: Oh yeah, I think, I think that yeah. was almost around 2000 or so. It was there in 99, yeah. maybe 1999, I think they closed it.
2: Definitely, I know wow. I wrote on I wrote it. it. I wrote on it a few times.
0: Yeah, it, it was- I, I find that interesting
1: because they they those things started closing down in mo- a lot of amusement parks all yes. over the country. And um, but Kings Island did away with theirs. But now they had an unfortunate incident where people got stuck on it literally for hours. I don't remember exactly. And it disappeared after that. But I didn't realize Disney's was up until 2000. That's, that's I, great.
0: Yeah, I want to say that the, the one in Walt Disney World closed in 99. It was, mm-hmm. it was right around there, 98 to 2000, somewhere in there. I can't remember exactly the date, but it uh, it lasted a long time. I but think, I
2: think it, uh, uh, in, in accordance to what Ron's saying, I think they did start getting rid of those uh, all over the place. I, I do remember even here in New York, there was a couple of places that had them, and they started to come down. But I noticed there's been a resurgence, even at Disney, with the, with the new yeah, gondolas. They've with
0: got, yeah. Right, and I, which I haven't been on the Skyliner yet. I'm excited Oh, you haven't? To do that. I, I, I have I, not. I have not been there either, and I'm looking I,
1: forward to it.
2: I got a chance to do it. It was um, kind of scary because it was a couple of weeks into its opening and I was, I, it had just gotten stuck when it first opened. So I, I was kind of worried about that, but it was fun.
0: Well, I've been down there a couple of times since they've been in operation, mm-hmm. but as you guys know, I don't normally stay on property because I have family right. that lives there. Yeah. So I haven't really had a, a need to get on it. Uh, and I probably won't for the, the next time I go. I'm probably just going to have to make a make it a, a destination just to go get on it and probably do a circle or something just to, just to try it out. Because uh, since we don't stay on property, I'm not needing to go to, you know, Pop Century or the Caribbean Beach Resort or wherever, you know, because I'm not staying there. But we were staying uh, yeah, at the not- uh,
2: we were staying at the Art of Animation. And so we were able to to use it at that point to get to MGM Studios. That's it was cool. it was uh, actually it was fun. I, I preferred actually the lift really that we took, but but it was fun.
0: He <laughs> preferred lift I preferred
2: the lift you mean easy. like
0: lift like the Uber thing. The you company, don't mean like yeah. a a, a European the, uh, elevator. Physical.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, not the lift, no.
0: <laughs> we, hey guys, we are way off target. Yeah. Way off topic. Right. <laughs>
1: sorry i i'm I'm notorious for doing that to
0: us no no you're like my students my students do that to me all the time and they know (laughs) that if i'm teaching they can ask me a question about disney or star wars and poof the lesson's over i'll talk about it oh dude i'd be on you every day (laughs) yeah they do it every day they try at least and i'm like you're not getting me this time all right back to the 15th celebration so uh the parade the 15th birthday parade classic disney voice actor jack wagner introduced the parade which is super awesome you know the same please stand clear of the doors that guy on the monorail and thank jack wagner he voiced all kinds of stuff back in the 80s so as i was watching uh, my video i was excited because it was jack wagner's voice and that's, that's you know cool. to me that that guy's voice is disney it just you know just makes makes the trip the the 15th celebration parade was be, began with a Snow White introduction. Be, the first two floats were Snow White themed because it was Snow White's 50th birthday. So that was, that was something I completely did not remember until I watched, you know thank you, thank you to my mom and dad for lugging around that 18 pound camcorder on their shoulder and taping this. but I did not remember the Snow White introduction to the parade until I saw that uh, another thing I saw in my video was the penny arcade on Main Street oh my gosh y'all do you, do you guys remember the penny arcade the penny arcade was so much fun
2: I do I don't I don't remember what was in there though wasn't the it just arcade, a Photoshop it
0: was no no it was literally in the, in the early days it was literally a penny arcade they had all those machines from the early 1900s that you literally put a penny in, put your face on the the viewfinder. And it was like, uh, almost like a flip book, but it was oh, black, yeah, the those black and white photos. And it would yeah. be just some guy in a, you know, 1900 suit. And you do, 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 walking down the street and, you know, fall down or something.
2: And one of them, one of them had Steamboat Willie or something.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, there was a whole I room full of that. them. It was, it's now part of the mile long Emporium shop, you know, but it was over on that side of the street. And it it literally was a penny arcade. You walked in, you put a penny in, and you you watched the shows. But um so, so cool. I I saw the 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 marquee for the penny arcade and it, it just made me you know reminisce and made me want to go back. It was so cool. So the parade, there's uh and I in the video, Tony. I've got a when you when we create the video, I've got some some clips from my video that my parents made is of the parade so you can hear the song it's the disney world we're having a party and it was um this, the song obviously written just for the 15th so they're saying get your hands up 15th birthday party and all that kind of stuff so uh, pretty cool parade i really enjoyed it the the costumes in this thing were crazy man uh Minnie Mouse looked like uh, she looked like an extra from a Madonna video. She, it, it was like totally 80s mini. Just, you know, the oh, wow. gigantic bow and it was all, you know, 80s colors and stuff. And uh, like fishnets, you know. I mean, she, I'm not joking, man. She looked like she was supposed to be in a Madonna video. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, the, the dancers for this thing looked like, again, straight from the 80s. The, the male dancers look like uh Sonny Crockett from Miami Vice. You guys remember he would yeah. wear the like the high jacket jacket yeah. or the in the dude, they look T-shirt. straight, yes.
1: The solid gold dancers,
0: go <laughs> run, run. You're killing me, man. Look at my notes solid gold dancers. The women look like the solid gold dancers 100%. So you had the Miami Vice dudes and the solid gold girls, man. That's exactly that only makes what sense. That's hilarious. I cannot believe. Last week, Tony was reading my notes. This week, you're the one reading my notes. I don't know how y'all are doing it. But yes, they look like solid gold dancers. It was hilarious.
1: So let's see. It's our age to be able to remember who the solid gold dancers are. Yes.
0: If you're younger than, say, probably 40, you probably have no idea who we're talking about or what we're talking about. But the solid gold dancers. It you look it up. Like.
1: It'd be worth the laugh.
0: For sure. So then there was an, another float, they called it the rock and roll float. And it had, let's see, it had the Big Bad Wolf playing a kitar. Y'all remember what a kitar is? It looks like a guitar, but it has a keyboard on it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, Tigger was playing drums. <laughs> they had, Chip and Dale were like singers. And Briar Bear was playing, He what was he playing? I think he was playing, um, maybe he was just, I can't, I can't remember what instrument he was playing, but Briar Bear was on it too. And that was called the rock and roll float. And obviously they weren't, weren't really playing the instruments, but then the next one was called the party Dude, float. You
1: just killed it for me. You mean they don't play the instruments?
0: Oh, <laughs> I, these, they're, the animals are skilled musicians. Yes, Ron, skilled musicians.
2: They're, Ron, they're lip syncing to music that they previously recorded.
0: <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes, for- they, they are, were definitely real musicians. So the party float had Donald Duck and Daisy, and it had the um, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie on it. So that was pretty cool. You don't really get to see them. Yeah, as, I don't see. Know, I don't know that I've now. ever
1: seen them in the park.
0: Yeah, I'm all. You know, my name is Dewey, so I was always excited to <laughs> see Huey, Louie, and Dewey. But back when I was in elementary school, we I, I went to a uh, like a private religious school, and there was in my class, my name was Dewey. We had a boy that was in my class named Lewis and which we called Louis. And then there was a girl in my class that her last name was Huey. So we were literally, yeah, had here. I swear, this is the truth. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like my third grade class. Huey, Louis, and Dewey <laughs> in the class. So yeah, another tangent. You're welcome. <laughs> so after the party float, this was actually probably one of my favorites. It was the birthday cake float. And again, some characters you've probably never seen, Ron, they were the country bears. The country bears oh, were on yeah, this. I've
1: only seen them in the, in the, um, in the show, action, but I've not seen them out.
0: Yeah. This was actually on the float and the, the float was a great big cake. Uh, and they were, you know, at a gigantic cement mixer that they were making cake batter in and everything, but it was the country bears. It was like liver lips wow. and a couple others. And they you know, dancing around on the float, pl- on the float. So that was really cool. Cause you don't really get to see them very often and as far as characters, walk around characters. And then the last float of the parade was, it was the, and you guys have seen this in, in subsequent parades, I'm sure, it was the, the Glass Cinderella Castle Parade float. And mm-hmm. it had, uh, you know, just like princesses and stuff on it. But the, the parade was really cool. And it had some pretty cool, pretty cool music and everything. I've really enjoyed it. And watching the video, brought me back to to lots of those memories so to go along with the 15th anniversary they sh- actually showed it was one of those sunday night disney movies like uh, you know the uh what they call it? wonderful world of disney or whatever they had on sunday nights they actually aired a 15th birthday celebration uh, it was a one hour episode and I don't know if you guys remember this or not. It was hosted by the Golden Girls, at least two of them. Uh, Betty White and B. Arthur were the, were the hosts. And, and Betty White was basically playing her character from, from the Golden Girls. So, you know, she was kind of ditzy and dumb. No, so, I kind of, re-
1: as you're talking about that, it was very common back in the, in the 80s for them to do special yes. events on TV. Yes. They do that so much now. But back then it was very common. And I kind of remember, because anytime we were avid watchers of Wonderful World of, of Disney. So as you're
0: talking through that, I kind of remember watching that episode. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. Uh, it's not on Disney Plus that I've seen, but you can find it on YouTube. I actually watched it. It oh, is cool. not very good. <laughs> it's, you know, it's cheesy 80s stuff. But yeah. listen, there was there was a long list of people on this thing, so I'll just read off a few of them to you. Uh, remember, this is a nineteen eighty six. Who you guys remember who the president was in nineteen eighty six? Reagan. Reagan. That's right. Reagan. Okay. Reagan he eighty to eighty nine. So uh, or eighty to eighty eight. So yes, President Ronald Reagan spoke at this, and you know, said happy birthday, Disney World, and all that. Uh, you had Dolly Parton, Ray Charles charlton heston and uh charlie daniels so you guys remember like the devil went down to georgia charlie daniels was on there and then air supply did a song so some some you know those are big 80s names so that was absolutely and you know the the celebration was basically betty white getting lost and stuff like that and you know it, it was silly you guys remember uh webster you know, that little, sure. little bitty Emanuel guy, man. yeah. Manuel Lewis was on it. And, you know, he, he did a song or whatever and danced in front of the castle. It's, it's worth a watch. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least. It'll be nostalgic for me. Definitely. Yes,
1: for sure. They, they you see that you don't see today in the parks. Did they show a lot of the parks?
0: Um, In the background, they it's, it's not a lot of you know, there, there was some stuff they they talk about. At one point, it's funny, they just jump back and forth. At one point, they're in Magic Kingdom and, you know, in front of uh, the town square. And then, poof, they're in World Showcase. And they don't even mention that they're at another park or anything. They're just like, hey, look, here's Italy. You know, it's, it's <laughs> uh, just a lot of jumping back and forth. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, you know, it's 80s TV. What do you expect? So they also had a, a new show that they introduced for the 15th it was called 15 years of magic and it was at the castle Four uh forecourt stage and it was basically mickey and some friends highlighting 15 years of magic kingdom memories so that's also on youtube if you guys want to go find that i watched that it was your typical castle stage show you know the the parade was just amazing i really the real parade was the highlight of the of the the anniversary but here's what's crazy. Do you guys know or do you guys remember or have you read or anything anything about the giveaways, the prizes that they were giving away for the 15th anniversary?
2: Not for the 15th, but I've seen subsequent ones. What were they giving away in the 15th?
0: Dude, this thing was crazy. They they gave away something like every 35 seconds. It was oh god. Like every I mean it was they were given something away. The they were giving away souvenir pins. You could win Disney VCR tapes. So, you know, here's Pinocchio or whatever on VCR tape at the time. Uh, if, <laughs> you could find these things on like on eBay and stuff, and they're super cool. But there's it's got the this here behind me. You see the 15th birthday party logo. They had these totally 1980s visors. And it was like clear plastic. They were blue and they had led lights on it and it would light up and it said 15 year birthday or whatever. So, you know, you, if you were lucky enough to win one, you know, you would see people walking around the, the park and you would see four or five of them a day. And you would be like, Oh, I didn't win a hat or a visor. You're going know, to be sad, but you would see those in the parks. You could win Michael Jackson cassette tapes. They had a tie in with Michael Jackson. We'll talk about the reason why here in just a minute. You could win Walt Disney World park tickets. So you could win additional days or, you know, come back for another trip or something. And then the biggie, check this out, y'all, 365 days. So for the entire celebration, every day they gave away an automobile. Wow. They They was sponsored by GM, General Motors. And you could win your choice of a Chevrolet Cavalier convertible or a Chevrolet S10 pickup. So every day they gave away a car and there's, I've got pictures of me. They they had like a Chevy Cavalier out in front and like on display and be like, you could win this, you know, and and out in front of both of the parks at Epcot and at at magic kingdom. But they, they gave a car away every day. And then the person that won the car would be featured in the 15th birthday celebration parade. And so they would be, the convertible top would be down and the winners would get to be, you know, waving at everybody in their their convert Cavalier convertible. So it was but they they were giving away stuff constantly and of course I didn't win cuz I never had any good luck. But they were giving all kinds of stuff away, so I I I've, I found that really really interesting. I remember, you know, being there and seeing other people that had one stuff, and I was like, I was disgruntled. I was like, come on, man, I never win anything.
1: So, I've been, got some stories about some some of those type of things that um, I would like to interject. I'm not sure this is the time, but um, remember when they were doing the, it was part of the, when they were given the castle sleep in the castle night?
2: Oh, oh yeah. A-
1: good mm-hmm. day I forget what it was but
0: was that the hundred that wasn't the hundred year celebration what was that when they were doing that I don't remember what it was for a celebration I think I don't know which one
1: so I've got a story when we get there to to share about that but um yeah I, I understand that I just wanted to be the marshal I just want to be the marshal
0: someday the just parade. leading the parade absolutely be the marshal now I have been the family of the day at uh, oh at- nice it, the nice. only thing the only thing it got us was a, a VIP seat for the uh, Spectral Magic, and basically that VIP suite was on the wooden bridge between the Hub and uh, Liberty Square. There's a, that wooden bridge. They put seats there for the parade, and you're the only ones there. So basically, every single character that comes by interacts with you. Oh, that's sweet. It was, it was pretty cool. My son, I don't think my daughter had been born yet. So it was just the three of us. And my son was probably two. So, you know, I mean, he, he, we've got a picture of him. uh, uh, Snow White kissed him on the cheek. And so he's got like, you know, lipstick and everything. So it was super cute, but we didn't get to ride in the car or anything for the parade. But, you know, so that was kind of cool. Let's see. So. For the 15th, up and down Main Street, they had the the 15th anniversary logo on all kinds of banners and stuff. So every one of those now, right now for the Halloween, you see they've probably seen they've got the fall wreaths with the Mickey Pumpkin and everything in it. For so on every lamppost, they had the great big banners that hung down that had the 15th logo. The uh and then they also had banners on the castle. I did not remember that. I did not remember any banners on the castle for the birthday but my mom sent me some pictures she's got all of our you know my childhood pictures so I of course asked her to go through them and I've basically given her a part-time job since we've uh, that <laughs> does not pay by the way uh, <laughs> I've given her a part-time job looking for pictures and stuff since we've started this podcast so my mom is coming up big for us but she's sent me some pictures and there's Thank you, clearly Yes, thank you, Dewey's mom. Yes, thank you very much. But uh, shout out to mom. So there's very clearly, you can see them. There's the 15th anniversary banners on the castle. And I actually had zero recollection of that. So that was pretty cool to to have that uh, memory brought back thanks to my mom's digging in the old uh, Carlton family archives. So that's that's a big help. And then in front of Epcot Center, They had this gigantic, it looked like a three-tier cake. It was like square cake, probably 10 feet tall. And there's I've got pictures of us in front of it too. So we'll drop that into the YouTube video. But it was, uh, and it says happy birthday, happy 15th birthday or something all written in icing and everything. But it was in front of, in front of Epcot and so that was pretty cool so the the party was kind of everywhere you could you could see the 15th logo you know in both of the parks so and now but the biggie and this thing was super cool i don't know you maybe you guys have seen pictures of this but do you remember back in the you know back in the olden days before everything was digital you remember they used to have the great big clocks that you could set on your bedside table that had the It was basically like an actual clock with hands and everything, not digital. And it had the two bells on top. And when yes. the alarm went off, it, went,
2: an alarm clock. it would go off yes. like
0: that. Mm-hmm. So old school alarm clock. Yes. Well, in front of the Magic Kingdom out there where I guess now where the security checks are, um, they had a gigantic Mickey Mouse alarm clock. And in, instead of one, two, three, four, five, like all the numbers on the, on the face of the clock, they all said 15 and this, I mean, it was probably the size of a car. It was gigantic. It was on this big pedestal and it spun around and it's, it was the location where you uh, could find out what the prizes were. It was like the prize location and it had posters that listed all the prizes and how you could win. And that's also where the car was that was, was there on display. But the, the the clock was super cool. It was really, really cool. And of course, it was a Mickey Mouse clock. So, you know, he was pointing to 15 and 15 because it was only 15s on the face of the clock, but really cool looking. So that was kind of the two, I guess you could say focal points. You had the clock at Magic Kingdom and you had the big birthday cake at Epcot. So for the, uh, for the celebration, they also introduced some new, I guess you could say Attractions. For in the Magic Kingdom, and I actually talked about this in my previous post, or not my previous post, but in our in my previous podcast episode. Remember when I was talking about the the alternate version of the Country Bears that I saw? Yes. That, that yeah. was actually introduced for the 15th birthday party. It was called the Country Bears Vacation Hoedown. And it had new music and new outfits. And that was when, like, Liver Lips is dressed up like Elvis, and they're all wearing those Hawaiian shirts and stuff. So I didn't realize that that had been uh, introduced for, for the 15th birthday party. So that was pretty cool. And then they didn't do a whole lot of new stuff at Magic Kingdom. The only other thing that I was able to find was that the Diamond Horseshoe Review, which is, was like a Western show. They actually changed it to the Diamond Horseshoe Jamboree and it introduced some new characters and introduced some new music. And that was the only new stuff that they added to Magic Kingdom, except, of course, you know, the parade and and all the decorations. But Epcot, you remember Epcot had just opened in 82, October of 82. And when it opened, a lot of the stuff that they had planned on being open for for opening day was not opened. There was no Horizons. There was no Living Seas, all of those things. So Horizons opened a year later in 83. So for 1986, a few new things came. And what I what I read was that this was finally the realization of what Epcot was supposed to be by adding a few new uh, attractions over, you know, between 82 to 86. So you may or may not know this. Did you guys know that there was a version of Spaceship Earth before Walter Cronkite? Did you guys... Did you, either of you guys get to experience the Walter Cronkite version of Spaceship Earth?
1: I remember Walter Cronkite, yes.
0: Okay, good. Well, there was a version before Because beforehand. I
1: was there the, when they opened. So I definitely did.
0: Okay. I, I never experienced the Walter Cronkite or the pre Walter Cronkite version of Spaceship Earth. Uh, it's, it's, it's out there. You can hear it on YouTube and stuff, but I never experienced it. But it was for the 15th uh, celebration. That is when the Walter Cronkite version was brought online. So, this, so in 86, the Walter Cronkite narration was added. They added new music, which anybody know? What was the new music added to Spaceship Earth with the Walter Cronkite version? Tony, you, I know you know. You've mentioned it before. When you oh. think of Spaceship Earth music, what do you think?
2: I always think of that spacey stuff.
0: Right. At the, at the top with the globe, what music plays at the top? don't know tomorrow's child
2: ah that's where that was
0: from yes that it was introduced with the 1986 walter cronkite narration so that was tomorrow's child wasn't in the original version so that was uh, i found that interesting because like i said my first trip walter cronkite um at least as as far as in my memories if it was introduced in 86 i was on spaceship earth before that i have zero recollection of that so Mm -hmm. you know but then again i was 11 years old my first trip so i don't remember everything but so yes for so walter cronkite and tomorrow's child was added plus a couple of new scenes there was a scene of a boy on a home computer added to the spaceship earth ride and which if you think about it, in 86 a home computer was unheard of so that yeah, was really it looked, futuristic
2: it looked futuristic and exotic and scary
0: uh, yeah, yeah absolutely and then there was a, a a scene with a woman in a with the what disney called a modern office so those two new scenes were added so i thought that was pretty interesting cuz i really don't remember uh, the version before walter cronkite so that was added for the celebration in the magic eye theater what do you guys think do you guys remember what was put in it was a huge big deal in 1986 something came to the magic eye theater over by Journey into Imagination. It was a gigantic deal, you guys know. Yeah, I see. I see confused looks on your faces. Yeah, you don't know, Captain EO. Ah. It was gigantic. Ah. Listen, this was big news because Francis Ford Coppola was the director of this thing. Uh, George Lucas was involved, and of course, you know Michael Jackson was the biggest celebrity on the planet in the eighties. So that was a really big deal. So Captain EO came to the Magic Eye Theater over there beside Journey into Imagination. So that was a really big deal. And then a really, really big thing happened also. They introduced a completely new pavilion for the 1986 opening and for for the 15th celebration. The Living Seas opened in 1986. So, you know, our favorite the deluge it was not there (laughs) before 1986 kind of crazy to think about but yes 1986 they opened it it had the seven minute opening film that had and it rained and it rained we've talked about that before the hydrolators you know all of that awesome stuff The and at that time was the world's largest man-made aquarium so really big deal to open in 1986 so that was for the the 15th birthday celebration also and then over in the land pavilion they they renamed the restaurant you you guys ever been in the 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 restaurant that circles around in the land pavilion
2: yes actually i've I've never been there my nephew actually worked there for a year
0: oh that's super cool cool. that's one of our favorite places to eat that's a really nice place uh originally it was called the good turn get it because it spins yeah very clever uh, they changed the name then in 1986 to the Land Grill. and they uh, had an updated menu and everything so, again to add some excitement for the for the 86, 1986, 15th anniversary celebration. It's now called the Garden Grill, so they've s- since changed the name again. The Garden Grill doesn't doesn't spin anymore either, right? Uh, like, now I haven't been to the Garden Grill in probably three or four years now but it did then it was still, it still spun then. So I assume it does. Uh, I don't, to be honest with you, because of the pandemic, I'm not sure if it's reopened yet or not, but uh, the last time I was there, it did spin around. So, or last time I had, didn't had a, a lunch or a dinner there, which was probably around 2018 I would guess. And it was spinning then. And then uh, several of the pavilions from World Showcase got some updates. Uh, Mexico, Japan, and the United Kingdom all received new art, exhi- ex- art exhibits and uh, a couple of shops. And then uh, one of my favorites, Le Cellier, the, um, the, the, steaks, the steak, steakhouse over in the Canada pavilion
1: mm-hmm.
0: before this was just a, what they called a buffeteria. It was, you go up and get the food. It was like an, all you can eat thing in 86 for the celebration, they changed it. It was still a buffeteria during the day for lunch, but at night they introduced the La Selge steakhouse. And that was, you know, we all know and love that now. So oh yeah, that was also because of the 15th birthday celebration and then a couple of big things they broke ground on the Norway pavilion in 1986 and that was there was a big announcement and they made that part of the celebration you know and in, in honor of the 15th celebration we're going to put a new pavilion in Epcot world showcase and that was the Norway pavilion and at that time the 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 ride that was coming to that pavilion had a different name you guys ever do you guys know what the different name for the pavilion was yeah It wasn't called Maelstrom when it first began. And that actually, if you look, you can see pictures of the Norway Pavilion when construction was almost complete. And there's actually a sign above the door that doesn't say Maelstrom. It was the original name. And it was called Sea Venture with like S-E-A, like the C, Mm -hmm. Sea Venture. And the sign was up. Uh, and, And at some point before the Pavilion opened, they pulled that sign down, made a new one, and called it Maelstrom. But that was the bre- the groundbreaking for that pavilion was part of the 15th celebration. And then the biggie, in, in honor of the 15th celebration, they broke ground on Disney's MGM Studios. So mm-hmm. that happened in 1986 also. It was supposed to open in 87. They had a very... Uh, ambitious schedule. And uh, obviously, we know that that did not happen. The park didn't open until 1989. But that was a big deal also. And then a few things in the hotels, the golf resort became the Disney Inn, they changed the name from the golf resort to the Disney Inn. They wanted to make it uh, a broader appeal. They wanted to bring in people not just golfers, they wanted to, to, to open that up to people besides golfers. And they actually added 150 rooms to it, so they changed it to the Disney Inn. You guys know what that is now? It's no longer called the Disney Inn.
2: Is that Shades of Green?
0: That's correct. The The golf resort was the Disney Inn, and then uh, eventually the, the Department of Defense leased it, and it's now Shades of Green. It's open to military, active duty veterans, and um national guard and those guys so
2: my father-in-law was was a veteran i stayed there a few times it's a beautiful resort
0: it really is it's uh very very pretty it's i'm a you you guys know i'm retired air force so i've stayed there a few times it's uh and it actually has besides any of the suites you know like the nowadays you can stay in the art art of animation has suites and all the dvcs and stuff but when you're talking about just hotel room to hotel room the uh, shades of green has the largest hotel rooms on property yeah So they're, they're pretty nice rooms. They were nice. Let's see in honor of the 15th of the Pali, So the Polynesian resort received room renovations as did the contemporary resort. And they updated the lobby and the grand Canyon concourse in the uh, grand, I'm sorry, not the grand, the grand Canyon concourse in the contemporary resort. And they broke ground on the grand Floridian for the 15th celebration so a lot of stuff was happening and going on for this 15th birthday party. They really made it like a grand celebration. And like I said, the the, the gifts or the presents or the, the what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? The prizes, there you go. The prizes were, were just out of control. I mean, there was, they had bells and stuff that would go off at the front's at the front ticket gates, when you would walk through, if you won something, it was like this huge production. It was they really made it, uh, really made it a, a whole thing and a whole whole production. So it was really very cool. I can remember going and and and, and to this day of all the celebrations, the the fifteenth anniversary or fifteenth birthday party or whatever you want to call it, that's still my favorite logo. It has the the uh, the blue castle with the the behind it was the circle of Epcot, so or of spaceship earth so you know for a while that was their logo it was the castle and Epcot beside each other and or the castle and spaceship earth beside each other and it had a gigantic 15 years if you're watching this on the video you can see it behind me i actually have a, a, a display behind me but this is still my favorite favorite celebration logo i just thought it was you know it's got all kinds of confetti and stuff. It was really nice. I I really enjoyed that celebration and maybe it's my favorite because it was my first one. I don't know, but uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed going back and watching my family videos and doing the research for this. So that was the 15th celebration, the 15th birthday of Walt Disney world celebration in a nutshell. So that's all I've got for that one. So Tony, are you ready to take over for the 25th?
2: I am ready and I'd love you guys to. um, I'm going to do something similar to what you did, but I'd love you guys to share your memories as I go through these because a lot of what happened after 25 has stayed with the park since and and has created a lot of great memories. So, uh, guys, do you know what time it is? It's time to remember the magic. In 1996, 25 years ago, the Walt Disney World celebrated its 25th birthday, as we know, and the celebration not only included new attractions, uh, changes to the resorts, to the theme park areas, new parades, fireworks shows. I mean, it almost sounds like whatever they did at the, at the 15th, they plused it even more 10 years later to make it uh, something even more memorable for people to go there. And the topper of it all was, of course, the infamous or the famous or the beloved or the hated birthday cake, which we'll get back to a little bit later on. Uh, unfortunately, the cake has kind of solidified in all our memories as the the main thing from the 25th anniversary. But when I was doing some research on this, it's unbelievable what happened that year. Um, the silver anniversary left, with, left us with so many great surprises and and even that, that pretty song that, uh, that accompanied the celebration. It ran from October 1st, 1996, all the way through January 31st, 1998. And that's the period that I started to visit the park more often. And I first got my, uh, my park hopper then. So it was it was the time of the, of the park that I really remember most. Um, so that being said, within those 16 months, the following things were added we're going to start with the magic kingdom and there there were parades and though the main parade that was added there was the remember the magic parade and on that one we had sorcerer mickey who led the floats and and all of the classic disney characters followed him there along with the new disney characters that had become beloved to i would dare say our generation it was the it was the uh, the beginning of adding characters like aladdin and the Little Mermaid and the Lion King to the Disney World Parade. The Little Mermaid float featured Ariel in a, in a uh, giant seashell, and she was accompanied by fish who would be dancing alongside her float. And for the very first time, they would start to uh, try to get the audience to dance along with them as they walked down uh, the, the route. There was a gigantic mm-hmm. float of the genie that went down uh, Main Street. And I'm not sure if that's the same one that was in the Prince Ali parade that used to go in, in, in MGM studios, do you know if it is doing?
0: It is, uh, I actually saw that, You know that movie came out in 92. So it actually, that parade was at Magic Kingdom for a little bit. And I, I saw it in Magic Kingdom, and eventually left Magic Kingdom and went over to MGM for the, for the daily parade. But it was the same float. it was that gigantic genie. And there was uh, Aladdin on on the magic carpet and everything. There was that float too. So parts of that parade did end up in the Remember the Magic Parade. So yes, sir, that was the same genie.
2: And it's interesting how they kind of dispersed some of these things to some of the other parades too. I was watching the parade on YouTube and I noticed that the Lion King float, when it made its its premiere down there, is the same... If not the same exact setup, it's the Lion King that they use in the in the Festival of the Lion King in, in the Animal Kingdom. It's that same setup with him standing on on Pride Rock.
0: Yeah, Tony, it's not the same setup. It's the exact same float. Mm-hmm. It is. You're completely right. They did. Uh, you know, don't don't throw anything away. You might need it again later. And it is. It's the same float that's in the Legend of the Lion King show over at Animal Kingdom to this day.
2: Well, uh, and then the animal kingdom at that point was still in the planning and construction stages. So it's kind of interesting that I wonder if they had in mind to take that over there. Um, Just like at the 15th anniversary, there were surprise magic moments that involved the guests. You you could be chosen to be part of the parade and you could be chosen to get a special treat throughout the, the time that that celebration was going on. And uh, I, there were I, and one thing I noticed, too, that Disney never just throws these parties instantly. It's, it's something that's kind of an evolving process. They tend to start a couple of years before adding in a few things into the parks that will eventually be part of the major celebration. We, we've noticed that now with with the 50th anniversary. And back at the 25th, they started adding little rides that we'll see here that began in around 94, 95 that were actually Prominent during this period, uh, Mickey's Toontown actually got a makeover in time for the 25th. It was, it was a specific meet and greet area, meet and greet area for the Big Cheese back there. Uh, it was set up more as his house, and you got to visit all his little uh, his his friends' uh, apartments there.
0: Hey, Tony, uh, what did they call it at this point? Did you did you it changed think, the name of it?
2: I I I got Mickey's Toontown. I'm not sure what it was called. Okay.
0: Well, it, I think you're right. Uh, when it opened, it was Birthday Land, Mickey's Birthday Land, because it opened for I think his 60th birthday. So in it, so it did go through some iteration, different iterations, different names. So so it was Toontown uh, for the for the 25th. Okay, I couldn't remember. So I'm glad you had that written down.
2: Uh, moving over to Tomorrowland, there were some additional attractions there that had opened between '94 and '96, uh, featuring some more Hollywood talent. Robin Williams performed an uncredited role as the timekeeper. It was a, a, an amazing robotic animatronic creature that took us on a time travel uh, cyclorama type movie. I think that that was in the spot that was eventually taken over by Stitch, right? Is that that, that same little?
0: Uh, no, movie? actually. Uh, oh, where Monsters, Inc.? That's correct. Where right. the Laugh Floor is now, That was that is where. Uh, timekeeper was
2: right because across the way at the area that became stitch star wars creator george lucas worked closely with disney on a new ride called alien encounter which featured the escape of an alien uh into the unsuspecting audience there and it was a pretty scary uh, it was called Terrestrial, i believe it was yes it
0: was a play on words like extraterrestrial like et you know but it was terror estrial. Extraterrestrial. Yes. Did and either of you guys get to do that? I did. did you, yeah. Oh I my gosh. Go on yeah. Dude, that was really, I intense. get some of the complaints. You know, it didn't belong in Magic Kingdom. It's too scary. Kids were blah, blah, blah. That was one of the best Disney attractions I've ever been on, especially up to that time, because it was intense and it was well done. Sound effects were great. Uh, I mean, everything. That's sh- that That was really, really good. So I don't think, I'm not sure I realized that was for the 25th. So that's awesome. It was was
2: during that period. Yeah. And I remember writing it a few times because of the name George Lucas was on it. It actually said George Lucas is extra terrorist. Absolutely. Encounter. Um, That ride was so intense. It closed down eventually and reopened as the slightly friendlier, but a little bit grosser stitch. (laughs) Well, that's
0: horrible. (laughs) That was one of the worst decisions ever was to take a truly special attraction, like alien encounter extraterrestrial and put the chili dog burping stitch in it it was oh uh, i'm not don't get me started
2: well anyone who didn't do the extraterrestrial i think the idea was that you were trapped you were restrained in your seat in the darkness while you hear this alien wandering around uh so it was it was was pretty scary
1: you felt it some right didn't the the seats make Uh, you make you, you i'm sorry Didn't the seats that you were restrained in make you feel like that you could
0: experience the alien moving around the... What it did, it came over your shoulders, like the harness came over your shoulders, and it didn't hold you down. It was just because there were speakers in the harness. And so at a certain point in the attraction, the alien was flying and it they used the sound effects to make it feel like the alien had flapped its wings right above you and then the harnesses dropped and hit your shoulders and it it was basically indicating that the alien had had landed on your harness and yeah. you know so it was it was very well done
2: i very remember well him breathing done. on you at one point too yes
0: a- they used the sound effects to it would blow air, like, air as well was that called binaural i think it's called when it goes binaural, from yeah. ear to ear yeah and you would feel hot air on your neck and it would be like Ooh. like growling and you'd feel hot air it was it was very well done that sounds
1: extremely fearful for a kid though it definitely was. it was inappropriate for that park
2: i think
0: it she was probably
2: belonged at mgm studios rather for than sure
0: that. and i mean every time you got off of it you know me being I don't know, uh, a little, a little twisted or something. I would laugh walking off of it because there would be ten kids screaming and tears and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It terrified kids for sure.
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I was a little bit older when I first made my first trip to Disney World. And to be honest, I did not go to Magic Kingdom as much because I kind of at the time thought I was in my mid-20s. So I thought, oh, that's the kids park. That's where Mickey Mouse and all those people are. And rides like this were actually things that attracted people like me I guess it was meant for my generation to say hey there's a George Lucas ride there I want to go check that out and that's when I slowly but surely became in love with the Magic Kingdom so it it worked on me
0: well there's a there's a famous story about uh, you you guys know Michael Eisner he was the Mm -hmm. Disney CEO at the time he had at that time his son was a teenager so he asked his son you know what do you think about Magic Kingdom is there is it you know, for for your age. And he was like, no, it's a kiddie park. You need some more exciting stuff there. And that's where Alien Encounter was born. It actually came from that discussion with his teenage son. And so that's why they threw a scary attraction right there in Tomorrowland. I know he's
2: not exactly the most pop, uh, popular CEO because of things that happened, but I think there were a lot of positive changes during Michael Eisner's period there, not just in the parks, but throughout Disney, in, it, in the company itself, which we'll talk about some other time. But uh, specifically for the care that he took to make sure that these experiences were there, I, I think he he should be commended for that.
0: Well, look, and we can, like you said, we'll talk about it in more in depth at a later time, but Michael Eisner and with his partner, David Wells, they saved the Disney company. They did. Make no mistake about it. The movies, the parades.
2: I mean, just everything in general. Absolutely. But uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade um, was changed to the Magic Parade, and that would delight audiences each night with this beautifully colorful show that featured all the characters with these little lights going on. Um, And um, in Epcot, we got a new fireworks show. Illuminations became Illuminations 25, which featured fireworks set to a a symphony orchestra. Interventions was born it's the area where tomorrow's technology becomes today it premiered in 1996 uh epcot also added uh, a couple years prior to that honey i shrunk the audience a new experience that replaced was it replaced captain eo didn't it
0: that's correct it went the magic eye theater replaced captain eo
2: and um there because the lion king was such a huge property there was the circle of life movie that they added to the pavilion. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but before the Lion King was a stage show on Broadway and became this phenomenal hit, there was a show called The Legend of the Lion King that premiered during this period also at the Magic Kingdom, which featured these these fun puppets enacting out some of the songs of the show. And I actually think that that show was better than the actual Broadway show in my opinion, but that's just me.
0: Uh, I'm I'm going to agree with you, Tony. That show was fantastic. I actually liked it better than the show that is at Animal Kingdom now. Oh, yeah! It was it was really good with those those Very gigantic cute. puppets. They were really animatronic,
2: cool. right? The animatronic no,
0: they comics. were they were puppets. There were actually there were set pieces that looked like I don't know, like savannah grass and stuff like that. And right. below that, they had little walkways, and they were literally gigantic, like life size lion puppets that you know they had on sticks and stuff and i mean you could see the sticks that they weren't right. trying to hide it you knew what was going on but it was so it was well very done. cute
2: and well done absolutely yes
0: yeah i, I believe it
2: sure. was it moved on to another park in another country i believe now right or something
0: it's it may have moved i'm not sure it, if it, it probably went to tokyo or something yeah. i don't know but it's been it's,
2: replaced now by mickey's philhar magic
0: that's correct yep that's correct
2: all right, at, uh, at Epcot, we continue with, uh, unfortunately, Dewey's favorite ride, World of Motion, was replaced with Test Track during the celebration in 1997. Uh, if you watch, there is a, another television special celebrating the 25th anniversary, which features uh, more guest stars like Michael J. Fox and, and people like Hillary Clinton and, and people like that celebrating the 25th anniversary. And in that, they talk about this new tra- Test Track ride that's coming in 1997. Uh, also, in, within that period, we got the Universe of Energy with Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres joined, and along with Bill Nye, the science guy, and Alex Trebek, uh, th- that version of that show premiered, which we all miss, I think, right?
0: Absolutely. Don't get me started on World of Motion. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I still mourn its demise. And, and honestly, look, I, I like the original uh, Universe of Energy but in you know my fa- my hashtag is refurbish not replace mm-hmm. i'm okay with them taking the original universe of energy and throwing some comedy in there that was you still had the dinosaurs you still learned a little bit about you know crude Ecology. oil or whatever yeah. yeah sure i'm okay with that refurbish not replace so i was okay with that i actually came to love ellen's energy adventure it yeah. uh, it was funny Ellen's funny. Bill Nye's funny. You know, there were some cameos by uh, Michael Richards who played Kramer on uh, Seinfeld. So there was some, you know, some, some big names in the show and it was funny, but you still learned a little bit. So I'm not mad at them for changing universe of energy into Ellen's energy adventure. I think it did add a little bit of uh, comedy and some, some excitement to the show, but yes, I am sad that it's gone.
2: It looks like back in 1996, the struggle to rename Disney MGM Studios kind of started to happen because in 1996, Disney MGM Studios was suddenly known as Disney Studios, not even Disney Studios, Florida or Disney Hollywood Studios was just Disney Studios. And uh, I guess they they were forced to to rename themselves once MGM went out of business. But at that park, we got a live show featuring the hit movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which featured a lot of the songs in it and uh, and a reenactment of pretty much the entire uh, cartoon. It was it was a, a pretty delightful um, show, and I've I've subsequently seen a a plan for Broadway stage production that's coming, and and I think I re- I like the the one that we saw at Disney a lot better. Uh, the Tower of Terror had premiered back in I believe ninety four. However, in nineteen ninety six, they decided to add some additional drops to it so that you can have additional thrills as you were in there and, and continue screaming as you ride up and down a new fireworks show called sorcery in the stars premiered i i never saw that that i can remember i don't know if you guys did
0: that was a, a sorcery in the sky it was a fireworks show at uh, at mgm studios yes i did see it it had a it was pretty cool you know it was behind the chinese theater and everything And then at the very end, it had an inflatable Sorcerer Mickey. So, I mean, it was cool because it was, it was like instantaneous, you know, it wasn't there and then all of a sudden, poof, there's this gigantic, like 50 foot tall Sorcerer Mickey balloon and it actually shot fireworks out of his finger. So it was actually pretty cool. It was a really cool show. It's like uh, the one that's
2: behind Ron right now.
0: Yes, (laughs) And uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to sneak up on Ron. Yeah, very cool. It was, it was actually a pretty good show.
2: Disney also added a third water park in 1996 with the emergence of the snow-covered sands of Blizzard Beach. And at the time, its first water park, River Country was still functioning. So they had three water parks going on at the same time. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have been able to visit all of them. And I think of all of them, Probably Blizzard Beach is probably my favorite, but I like I like the lazy waters of Typhoon Lagoon. The boardwalk, the resort opened in 1996, which I believe was also the beginning of the DVC uh, uh, thing, where they started to offer new restaurants such as Flying Fish and ESPN Zone, and started to offer what was Disney's version of a timeshare, where you got to start to stay there and plan to stay there for. The future and i kind of regret that i didn't do that i think in 96 i didn't think i was going to be making as many trips as i had i think if i if i had uh if i had realized that that was going to happen i might have um, bought some of those points way back then uh at disney village marketplace the area which would eventually become disney springs a new world of disney shops sprung up as well as some additional dining such as rainforest cafe uh when with regard to the park itself when i visited the magic kingdom during that period i actually received a poster a lithograph poster of i think it was a of a little boy and and mickey walking towards the castle i used to have it but at the time i didn't know that it was going to be valuable or anything they kind of handed it to you as you walked into the park so it got all crumpled and i had it all crumpled for the longest time i don't know if i still have it but if i do it's, it's it's a mess it's not anything that's worth um uh, showing anyone but if i find a, a picture of it online i'll show it here i also got a guest of honor badge celebrating the 25th anniversary which i have had at my disposal for years and of course when i sat down to do this podcast i couldn't find it anywhere but if i do have it i'll again wear it uh, some other time the contemporary resort also spelled out 25 and red lights on the side of the building every night discovery island was still in existence at disney world did either of you guys ever have a chance to uh, to experience that
0: uh, you know what, Tony? Uh, no, I never got to do Discovery Island. I, I never did that. But back to your, the contemporary thing, I completely forgot about that. But now that you say that, I, I, that's awesome. I, 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 you, you mentioned that there was a big 25 in lights and now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. I remember that now. I, that's really cool. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, it was so much stuff. I mean, uh, the Old Key West Resort, Became what it is now. And the as I mentioned, the Boardwalk Villas opened, they started to expand the the the, uh, the resorts. And as you can imagine, prices have changed a lot since 1996. So one day pass back then was only 38.50, and annual passes were $220, and premium annual passes were $319, but they went up to $329 in October. So I think that's why at the time, one of my fondest memories of that period is I was working really, really hard, I had gotten transferred to a new job in Manhattan, and I remember working really, really hard saving as much as I could, and then taking that vacation and enjoying as much as i could out of it i had a every time i went to florida i had this brand new rental car that was way better than anything i had at home and i would just drive along the roads and i'd go to all the different resorts and and get to experience it in in such a way that it just was very fulfilling it was it, was, it felt like a vacation so when i think about 96 and the 20th anniversary i do remember the magic it, it was um it was a special time for me
0: that's really cool. Listen, everything you just listed. So I just I just did my list of the 15th and there were some new things that that I went over and but most of what was going on was centered around the prizes for the guests. Mm-hmm. But listen to that list that you just did for the 25th and that it really it takes you right back to Michael Eisner and David Wells, the the CEO and the COO, they were like the dynamic duo. They were Batman and Robin Batman. of of uh, what what uh, executives, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Yes, they were like the Batman and Robin of of executives. They were uh, they just did unbelievable things. And actually, Michael Eisner dubbed this the Disney Decade because of everything that they had planned. So in the 90s, I mean, you just listed. I don't even know how many resorts did you just list. How many new multi-million-dollar pavilions at Epcot or different new attractions? I mean, we're talking—I I can't even put a number on it. Probably a billion dollars that they spent or more in this Disney decade. And clearly, they were trying to get all of this done for the 25th anniversary. You know, you don't—you don't just build a, a new hotel like the right. Boardwalk in six months. You know, this thing. Had been and you know talking about architects designing and and all the plans and stuff. We're talking probably three to five, maybe six years of planning to get maybe it ready. Even longer and, than that, honestly. Yeah.
1: With the with the how it is to integrate with the rest of the parks and everything. I mean, you're you're talking a big planning session and getting several high level executives to agree. I happen to work within a situation where I'm do part of that. And that's no easy task. And we're not, I'm not working for Disney. I'm, I'm working for a smaller entity where we live. And it, it, so I, I would guess do even up to 10 years of planning for that. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: and that's just one that's, we're just talking about right. the boardwalk, but you listed several new hotels and stuff, not to mention, They built the world of Disney, which at that time, you know, they were, that was touted as the world's biggest Disney store. And, you know, so they, they, they built some, they built something everywhere, you know, every, every park got something new, big, big new attractions, you know, several new hotels. I mean, it was, I mean, it really was the Disney decade. I mean, the, the Disney company exploded. And I the think that during there. that
2: earlier that year, if not before, they also uh, either bought or merged with ABC, ABC Television.
0: It was around that time, yeah. yes, because yeah. that's yeah. when you start yeah. to see you know, the, you've got the ESPN zone down there, right? That's, that's the another Boardwalk. thing that
2: they, I was about to say they also added the ESPN zone, and that was one of the oh, restaurants that's that they had.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, but I remember Eisner getting some. Um, being a bit controversial as well i remember it him getting getting, it was more it
2: was more towards the end i think when there was a battle for control with with roy and 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 michael
0: well the the cool thing or maybe cool it's maybe sad too michael eisner was a creative guy he was like an idea guy and that kind of stuff so he did that well he he actually some people said he was trying to emulate walt disney he was he was the Walt Disney and Frank Wells was the Roy Disney. Roy, mm. uh, Frank Wells was the money guy, just like Roy Disney was. And when, unfortunately, Frank Wells was killed in a, in a helicopter accident, he, he lost that. So Michael Eisner kind of lost his way after Frank Wells passed away. So unfortunately, a lot of people remember the end. And remember the fights and the you know how he was kind of pushed out but they don't remember all the good stuff that he did at the beginning literally saving the walt disney company
2: saving the walt disney company in in terms of movies in terms of the theme park and on broadway in new york they bought uh, a part of of times square and changed it from being a seedy scary district into being brand new happy disney
0: place absolutely so you wow. know he gets a bad rap. You're right, Ron. He does get a bad rap sometimes, but that's that's really he's remembered for the stuff that happened towards the end. But he he did some amazing stuff, and the the Disney World that we, we know today. I mean, we probably we wouldn't have Disney Studios with Disney Hollywood Studios, right. which was MGM. We wouldn't have Animal Kingdom you know, there's, there's, we wouldn't have, I don't even know how many hotels. A lot of the resorts. Yeah. The resorts were, were they built so many resorts in the nineties because the parks were growing so much. They didn't have a capacity for, for the the guests. So I think at
2: this point it started to become the number one destination in the world.
0: And that's all because of Eisner and Wells. And again, we're just
2: talking about the U S there was also branching out into other parts of the world as well during his, his reign.
0: That's right. They opened Tokyo Disney. Paris opened then during his reign, right? That's yes. right. Uh, Tokyo Disney opened in 83, uh, right around the same time as as Epcot Center. And Disneyland Paris, which at the time they called it Euro Disney, it opened in 92. All of that during Eisner. During It was all, you know, while Eisner was steering the ship. so absolutely uh, the one good thing
2: about that is he had a lot of respect for walt and for walt streams that was awesome tony
0: you you have did you get to the end of your 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 list there for the 25th you have anything else ron i know that you're not taking the helm of actually doing a a particular celebration you have anything you want to add about uh you know what we just went over anything
1: yeah so one is so we've always planned Disney vacations, not because of what Disney had going on, but because Disney has a special place that I wanted my girls to experience. And so we ended up being at a celebration, our first visit. Um, Tony you know, I talked offline a little bit about the celebration we went to was the 35th and I didn't have an opportunity to research it. But they, the one thing I remember probably... Predominantly from that visit was they had put a frame of a picture frame on, in front of the castle, which I was not super fond of. Um, but that was the one thing. But we didn't really go to Disney to experience their celebration. We went to experience our own family celebration, um, and so we didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to what was going on from a celebration perspective. However, the one celebration that we did get to go to that was very distinct—they had um, the year of a million giveaways, or it was something like that, where every day you could be on a ride, you could be on, um, you could just be walking through the park. They they during that had opened um, a suite in the castle that you could win one lucky little girl or boy girls I think just would be over the top with this um you could win a night stay in the castle and you can go out and see pictures of that suite and things but I'll be honest I always wanted my girls to win that trip to the suite and lo and behold we're having dinner or lunch in the castle and they the trumpets go off and every and in walks the family that had won the trip or the night stay in the castle that night i was just my heart just was happy for them don't get me wrong i never wished for somebody not to experience that but my heart also broke at the same time that my girls weren't the ones getting to experience that and you could just see i mean they had the vip people um, escorting them and and it just was a it was a huge deal, so having lunch or dinner at the castle obviously was part of that that celebration and win that they got. I think the rest whenever they announced it, I think they got a VIP tour of the of the park, which means um, unlimited fast passes. It means that you get escorted by the VIP, and um, you may even get. The, the special entrance into the rides that celebrities get and purchase when they, when they, um, for the parks. So it was very interesting. The other part that I remember, which, um, it was very interesting because this happened, I happened to be on business down in Orlando during that same celebration. So it was just me. I had, had an opportunity to go to one of the parks and I didn't get to experience this with my family, but all of a sudden at the end of the ride, and I wish I can remember, I cannot remember what the end of the ride was, but all of a sudden the, a, a, a host of Disney best cloud club, um, um, guys come in and cast members come in with their, with the vest and they have something in their hands. So you're getting off. And you know you're gonna win something, but you have no idea. And it it was it was um a fast pass for any ride of your choice. So it was very cool to be part of that. Um, but I didn't get the experience with my family, but it was still very, very cool.
0: You know what, Ron? I, I had forgotten about that. You're talking about the year of a million dreams. Yeah, that's I it. had forgotten about that. So that was that's right. I can't remember what that was celebrating. But it was the idea was that they were going to give away a million prizes in that year. And it could be, like you said, a fast pass all the way up to a night stay in the castle. That's cool. I completely forgot about that celebration. I remember that now. Yeah,
1: it was and and they did a good job because um, I remember we were on MHM at the time and and a lot of people were discussing things that they got to either see or either win even themselves. So um, Disney definitely keeps you hopping when it, when it comes to the opportunity to be treated special. And, and I think that's the thing that brings me, so much joy to me about Disney is that they even if you aren't the winner of the major thing when you go to Disney and, and you can disagree with me or not but when you go to Disney, if you're just a customer that's saved their life to go to Disney, you're made, and in my opinion, you're made to feel very special. Their customer service is second to none. Now, I will say that when we visited this last time, um, I was a little disappointed in, in how cast members responded to certain things. And it seems like, I hope this isn't the case. I'm hoping that it was there because we were there during COVID, and that they had to have some bigger restrictions and things. It just did, it lost some of the. They seem to have lost some of the Disney magic when
0: we were there last. Year. That's, I would say that that's probably a, a little bit true. Maybe it's partly COVID, and they had so many restrictions. But some of the things that they have cut back on. Is experiences like that, things that yeah. allow the cast members to make things magical, you know. And right. they've they've gotten rid of a lot of live entertainments, you know. The 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 what do they call the streetmosphere people over at the studios and stuff like that that you don't get anywhere else that was special to Disney, uh, sure. is is gone. And that's all because of price cutting, putting money in their pockets and taking away the experiences for the guests and. Uh, I would agree with you. It's, it's, it's still, look, it's, it's still better than you get anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not what it used to be for sure. But that I'm dude, I'm really excited. You brought up the year of a million dreams. I, that had completely slipped my mind, but uh, I, I remember now we, I, we actually got, they called them magical moments and mm-hmm. even like you could buy pens that were called the magical moment pen. And, they would, the pins would light up and certain, if you went on a certain ride, something would happen and your pin would interact with something on the ride and your pin would light up or whatever. And then the cast members, and I, I actually, you, you could, we would start looking for them because you could recognize the cast member that was about to create this magical moment. They yeah. would wear this yeah. black, it was like a leather satchel. It had a black strap that crossed like a crossbody satchel and they were the magic makers. And if you saw one, you knew somebody was about to get something special. So we kind of we kind of I wouldn't say we followed them. We're not weirdos or nothing, but we we would look for them and we would try (laughs) and watch, you know, them create a magical moment for a a family or whatever. So it was it was really pretty cool. They 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 tried to make it just a super fantastic magical experience for everybody. And uh, I enjoyed watching him. We saw seven. My son got one. He, uh, we were. It's one a tradition of ours. We've done it since he was probably two years old. We go to the the sword and the stone right by the, right yeah. by the carousel, and yeah. we you know he always goes and we take a picture. He tries to get it out. And one time we were there during the year of a million dreams. I don't know. He's probably six, five, six years old or whatever. The sword came out and and that's actually how we learned about the the disney the magic maker with the satchel cuz after the sword came out and he was like you know freaking out cuz it finally it, it came out of the stone uh, a lady with one of those satchels came over and gave him a certificate that made him like i don't know a knight or something and so that was really cool we got to experience one of those magical moments so yeah. that's how i learned about the black satchel people was because yeah. of you know we experienced one so we made sure to look around for them and try to see other people get to experience those those events. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's really cool.
1: incredible. I mean, it's enjoyable to watch other people win just as much as it is to win. Cause you it's just it's just a magic it's a magical moment. And they and you're right, they had it tied in where you would come to celebrate your own magical moment and they would then add the Disney magical moments around it with the pins and things that you could get.
0: Yes. It was, it was a really neat thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'd forgotten about that. So that was awesome. So we're tying this all in the reason we're talking about all of our, our memories, our memories were reflecting on our memories of previous trips to, to celebrations and birthday parties and things for, for the Walt Disney world resorts. So the, the 50 one that's a big one. That says their golden anniversary. So are you guys, are y'all planning a trip or anything? You, are you, it, it, in the planning stages or are you hoping to go during the 50th you guys know obviously the 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 birthday parties nowadays go for 18 months so we have until December 31st of 2022 to get down there You either you guys planning a trip or hoping to plan a trip
1: we're we're hoping to plan a trip um we we're taught we're in the talks of it I don't know when and how that's going to Look, look to be. I would venture to say that at least Melissa and I will. We've got some good friends that live in the area, so we normally are trying to make a trip down there about once a year. So, and that always includes um, a trip over to Disney.
0: Um, so, I'm hoping that that we can do that. What about you, Tony? Are you hoping to make a trip down for the fiftieth?
2: I definitely would love to do that. I don't think it's going to happen anytime. Particularly soon, but hopefully once we get maybe a year into this, I'll be able to, to think about planning that. I, I would love to go.
0: I, I'll be honest with you, we're a little reluctant uh, just because of the pandemic. Yeah, you, know? uh, you guys know Ron. You always give me a hard time because I talk about I've been there. You know, we go a lot, but so we've been in a while, right? We have not been since we were there on New Year's of. 2019 turning into 2020 so it's almost two years now i can't remember the last time the last time i hadn't been in two years was the 90s literally the 90s we've gone every single year since uh, i don't know 98 99 probably i know you've Um, got
2: two more trips to go before your 50th then that's right
0: i've I've been there 48 on 48 trips so wow um, it would be, it, it, we normally go spring break, summer, and then Christmas and New Year. So we, we, we try to go since I became a teacher, and I get some of those breaks off. Um, we try, we, we go three times a year. And again, like I said, we're, I'm the beneficiary of a, of a father-in-law cast member. So it makes it easier for us to go. But, you know, the pandemic and stuff, we haven't been in almost two years. So uh, I, if the world stops being crazy and we were able to go back. I can, I'm hoping maybe we can hit trip 49 on spring break. And then next summer, maybe we can hit 50, my 50th trip during the 50th celebration. That would, awesome. that would I, you know, we'll have to wait and see uh, right now for me, my family's health and safety is more important than, you know, hitting my 50th, uh, my 50th trip. But Uh, I certainly hope that uh, the the world figures stuff out and we're able to to make a make a trip down there safely so it's not to say
2: that that I won't be celebrating though there are specials that are going to be coming on television we were speaking about some of the ones from the previous ones there's actually a special coming on on the first and also Disney's on ABC I believe and on Disney plus I'm sure and Disney is also going to be streaming some of its uh, fireworks and celebrations on their channel so be on the lookout for that that's coming up on the on the first and through the weekend
0: I will definitely watch that that show on the first and and, uh, Tony I'm glad you said that because earlier Ron said when we were talking about that horrible golden girls 15th celebration thing that I that I watched on watched on YouTube uh, he actually mentioned he hasn't seen one in a while so they are actually doing one for the 50th I however will That's not i will really not watch the the harmonious uh broadcast mm-hmm. or the enchantment broadcast the two new shows coming to magic kingdom and to uh epcot for the for the the new firework shows i will not watch those the i i have not watched a video for rise of the resistance yet i, I cuz i haven't been on it i refuse to watch a video every time i see something if i'm scrolling on youtube i close my eyes and scroll past it I, I have not seen it. I, I want to be surprised the first time I ride the attraction. Uh, same thing for Harmonious at Epcot Center, and for Enchantment coming to the Magic Kingdom. I will not watch those. Uh, I will see them when sense. I am there. I, yeah. I want to be surprised. So um, you so,
1: won't regret. Um, you, you definitely want to when you go get your um, um, line for the
0: star wars um resist absolutely it's you know you know i'm a big star wars fan so i i can't wait to ride it it just hadn't been on it yet same thing with remy uh, i'm not going to i haven't watched videos of that either i want to be surprised first time i go on it so all right guys that's awesome i think that pretty much wraps up our our reflections on previous disney world resort oh wait Tony's for, holding up his finger. I think yeah, he has we, something.
2: We did forget one thing. We were going to come back to it later. And that was the discussion of the 25th anniversary birthday cake.
0: Okay. Let's <laughs> talk about the cake. Go ahead. Start let's, us off, Tony.
2: Well, as, for those of you who might not know, for the 25th anniversary, Disney decided to redesign the Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom and make it into this very pink decorated cake with that looked like a giant uh, cupcake. It was, it was pink Pepto-Bismol color, as I've mentioned before. With, uh, with candles and ca- gumdrops and all kinds of things on it. I remember when I was there, I thought it was pretty impressive looking, but I, I thought to myself, is this the way it's always going to look? I, di- I didn't know, Ron, you mentioned that sometimes you go to the parks and you don't realize that there's a celebration going on. I don't, I don't think I was aware that that was the thing going on at the time when I went. So when I saw the castle all pink and decked out like that, I was kind of confused. I, I thought, is this what they're going to do forever? Is it going to look this way which um if it had that would be pretty disgusting but the fact that it was just for the celebration it actually looked pretty neat up close and in person it it doesn't really look as good in pictures
0: well i mean think about it we're talking 1996 so uh maybe the internet existed but it's it's not like it was something you could just go i mean nowadays you could just google anything and you get the answer to anything it it, you that wasn't a thing in 1996 so Probably when you showed up to Magic Kingdom, you didn't know that the castle wasn't gray and blue until you you I went to get on Main the Street. ferry boat or the or the monorail. Like you didn't know until you saw it from a distance. You're like, "Whoa, that's weird! The castle's pink." You right. didn't know. It wasn't, you know. Well, remember, this is even
2: before we had a plan every single moment of our trip, like six months in advance. We, this was just—you just showed up at the park, and you had your experiences there. There weren't any fast passes. There weren't any kind of things that that uh, we have today, where you had to plan that. You just kind of went there if you went there.
0: Right. There was no Genie Plus back in those days. <laughs> no we Genie Plus. To, there was no Genie Plus. So. I mean, you know, I had been before that. If 92 had been my first trip and I walked out, I probably would have freaked out and been like, that's not Cinderella's castle. But I had been before and had seen Cinderella's castle. So when I showed up and again, when I showed up in, in 96 or whatever, I didn't know that it was going to be different. And so I showed up and, you know, and I'm like, holy smokes, look at the castle. It's a cake. So I thought it was really cool.
2: It was and, neat to take pictures of in front of.
0: Yes. And really, you didn't know the extent and uh, of the redecorating until you walked up to it. Yeah. And, I mean, they literally. I kept trying to figure it. out
2: what did they do? Did they, they, it looks like they added fondant or something to it.
0: Well, the, the, obviously they painted the castle pink, which was crazy. I mean, they literally painted it pink, but then all of the turrets so now you know the castle turrets that are blue they all had inflatable uh cake pieces around it so it was like they sat these big balloon kind of things on each of the turrets and each of those had either like you said it looked like icing it had sprinkles or it had candles candles and you know yeah each of the turrets had a candle on it and I, if i'm not mistaken i think they lit up I think the cast right now,
1: up. if I had gone to Disney <laughs> and walked into Main Street and saw that at the end, I would have been so again, I'm not Dewey. I don't have the luxury of going three times a year. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be <laughs> fair. <laughs> in
0: 1996, that was before I met my wife. So I was uh, okay. that was I was a regular Joe I was a paying customer like you <laughs> poor schlubs. <laughs> back in 96 you know so but i would
1: have been so disappointed especially if that would have been my daughter's first trip i i i get it i i think it's awesome to do fun stuff but with an icon like the castle yeah. people are looking forward to sharing with possibly people that for the first time and you walk into a cake i can see where people <laughs> just be like what
0: is this mess so it was it was a little controversial. For sure it's like I, taking the I,
2: empire state building and covering it up like that you right you, what is that
1: well yeah. or even the statue of liberty oh yeah they were redoing that and it yeah. was covered with chaffling that's the first time i saw the the statue
0: of liberty i was so disappointed oh, because that's sad. The statue of Liberty. i saw scalping how dare they try to to save the the, the, of the, the statue of liberty <laughs> from rust
1: <Right. laughs> it was much better i mean that was a necessary evil, but changing the castle to a cake was necessary celebration.
0: <laughs> and remember, it stayed like that for an entire year. So yeah, it, it was that way for a while. You know, yeah, it was. But
2: it was, I, I think it looks a lot better now. It it, it ever since that time, it's it's actually uh, improved its look. I think the current look, as we discussed, I believe last week, it, it it's actually a nice, uh, decent look to it.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. I'm glad you remember that, Tony. I forgot we were supposed to come back to the to the infamous pink birthday cake castle for the 25th anniversary. So that's good stuff. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed our, our reflection on past birthday celebrations for the Walt Disney World Resort. Happy birthday, Disney World, 50 years old and just a, just about a week now on October 1st. All right, so let's switch gears and get over to uh, our second segment. We like to call What's Happening Now in Walt Disney World. So uh, a few days ago, Disney announced that Expedition Everest will be going down for a long three-month refurbishment in early 2022. Hashtag refurbish, not replace, for sure. Not exactly sure how long it's going to go down or when it's going to go down. I didn't see the dates, but it's early 2022. And it's going down for three months. So, what do y'all think? Are they going to finally fix that Yeti or are we stuck with Disco Yeti and, and we'll probably never see that Yeti move again? What do you guys think?
1: My hope is that they're going to make it move again. I was disappointed when we went this past time and it didn't move. I, <clears throat> I had not known that it had quit moving. So, and we, Melissa and I, even had a discussion of whether it really moved
0: or not. If I was
1: remembering, remembering something. Crazy.
0: It it did. I saw it move and it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. But uh, what do you think, Tony, or you mm-hmm. think they're going to fix it or not?
2: Three months sounds like too short a time to fix that. I, I, I think I was watching a special where it showed that the problem is so structural that they need a lot of time to fix that. So I don't know if that, they're going to get to that.
0: You're right. I, I think we probably saw the same thing. They would have to remove some of the track because it's uh, yeah, the the Yeti the way it's built is the, the mountain is one structure and Mm -hmm. then the coaster track inside is another structure and they work independently from each other because, you know, the, the coaster track moves, you know, with, with the force, the the, the carts going around it. And then the third structure is the Yeti and, and his base and the base that he stands on that he's attached to, they would have to remove, part of the mountain and from what i understand they would have to remove part of the track just to fix because the damage is done to the foundation beneath where the yetis uh, controlled yeah stuck to like it's where it's in the ground the concrete pylons or whatever so i i'm thinking three months is probably not enough time to do that also although thinking
2: well, if you think about it, in three months, one thing that they can do is what they seem to be doing to some of the rides that they did refurbish, such as Snow White and some of the others, is to uh, do the the projection, the front projection thing, where maybe they'll uh, have them make ferocious faces or move, but use the projection technology rather than the uh, animatronics.
0: Actually, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but... Uh... And, uh, and what we've seen Disney do in similar fashion before, what they're actually going to do is they're removing the Yeti and it's going to be, now it's going to be Frozen's Everest adventure (laughs) and Olaf is going to swipe at you, everything they're, they're adding Olaf and Frozen to every attraction in Walt Disney world. (laughs) So they're not going to fix the Yeti. They're just going to replace them with Olaf. So that's going to be exciting.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, Dewey, uh, spoiler, he's in Rise of the Resistance. No, I'm
0: I'm just kidding. (laughs) I can't believe you spoiled it for me. Oh, oh, Tony, you ruined it. I have not watched a video. And now now I find out Olaf is the the
2: big payoff at the end.
0: Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you ruined it for me. Tony, me and you are going to have words, sir. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's move on. The second thing I wanted to talk about in... What's happening now in Walt Disney World? This is pretty cool, actually. Club Cool over at Epcot Center has reopened, as well as the new Creation Shop, which is the replacement for, for Mouse Gear. And uh, I've I've been seeing some pictures online. the The Club Cool it looks like a like a high end, fancy Club yeah. Cool. You know, looks pretty neat. Lots of lots of cool textures and stuff. And I hope they brought the sticky floor back. Well, it's funny. I've watched a video. One of the one of the channels on YouTube I enjoy watching is uh, Disney Food Blog, and they actually uh, mentioned it's like sticky floors have not returned yet, but uh, I'm I'm sure it will eventually. Is it still
2: a a free soft drink spot?
0: It is. They they've changed up the menu. So you're getting to try some new stuff from around the world, you know, different Coca Cola flavors from you know from different countries and the beverly but i hope they kept beverly beverly is still there you guys are you guys gonna go to get you a cup of uh <laughs> fan favorite beverly next time you'll head over to club cool
2: i'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. orange fanta thing that was my favorite one there
0: i'm not sure if they have it or not they uh i i didn't see what the new flavors are i don't know if there's a i'm sure there's a fanta in there because uh you know fanta's all around the world and they have lots of different flavors but i'm excited club cool is Going oh, back, you know, it was called Ice Station Cool way yeah. back in the '90s, and and then it changed to Club Cool. That's one of our favorite things to do. You know, there's usually not a line for that, so that's fun. You know, I, I'm excited that Club Cool. We were really upset when we first learned of the renovations coming to Epcot and found out Club Cool was going away. I was it was kind of sad.
2: It sounds like the kind of thing that would not be. Uh beneficial to the company to have it certainly cost not cost effective
0: my guess is coca-cola yeah <laughs> right, exactly coca-cola writes them a check so they're like they're happy to 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 build a new location for for that when they're spending coca-cola's money so i'm happy it's back i got what a good
1: picture tony that i'll have to share with you for the video um we during mhm days we did the double dog dare and one of them was for me to drink Beverly the Beverly and, uh,
0: <laughs> my um you guys know my father-in-law works there he my family actually has a tradition we go down there and it's mostly my son and my father-in-law who is obviously my son's grandfather It's my wife's husband or, no I'm Father. my wife's husband <laughs> I'm my wife's husband it's my my wife's dad <laughs> so my wife's dad is is my son's grandfather and uh, his mother's name was Beverly, ah. so uh, it's kind of a tradition. They go down uh, every time we go to Epcot. They head to Club Cool and they they drink a shot of Beverly in honor of Grandma Beverly. So it's pretty cool. They they do they go all for it. We've got them Beverly T-shirts. So when we're headed to Epcot, they'll wear their Beverly shirts and they'll go drink a cup of Beverly. It's it's just a fun little tradition we do to honor. Uh, my father-in-law's mom, grandma Beverly. So that's it's cool. uh, it's kind of so fun. we're glad Beverly is still around. So that's awesome. I can't wait to get back down there and, and enjoy some delicious ice cold Beverly. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. So the last segment of our show each week, one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two hosts. And this is called, what's your favorite? So the two hosts that are showing up to answer the questions ahead of this recording they have no idea they have not heard this question before so I have the honor of posing what's your favorite this week so Ron and Tony here we go what's your favorite the now extinct Maelstrom the anchor attraction at Epcot Center's Norway Pavilion or its replacement attraction Frozen Ever After what's your take fellas what's your favorite and tell me why we'll start with you, Ron.
1: Well, I'm unfortunately not rode
0: the new Frozen take. Wow, really? You have not been on Frozen Ever After? I have not. Okay. So,
1: um, Though unlike you, you seem to be uh, not a fan of Frozen. Um, my girls love Frozen and enjoy that, so I'll, I'll I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the changes of that. Though I truly really enjoyed the, the ride that with Maelstrom um, when it was there. So I'm going to have to go with Maelstrom just because I'm not road frozen yet. But, um, and I thought it was well done and it was an enjoyable ride. It was a nice, um, relaxing um, stop. I enjoyed it.
0: Absolutely, so we've got a Maelstrom from Ron because he has not been on Frozen After Ever After yet. All right, Tony, over to you, sir. What do you got, Well, Maelstrom sim- or Frozen Ever After?
2: Well, similar to Ron, I have not been to Epcot since 2013. Oh, gosh. But I will say, which I think it, the, the ride premiered afterward, but I love watching videos and podcasts and uh, live feeds from the park. So I have experienced the ride virtually on, on, um, on video. And so I, I know th- what the previous ride was like, and I really enjoy the Maelstrom. I always used to always make a, a, a point of being able to get there and, and to ride that. I remember the very first time I was taken on there by my nieces and nephews who wanted to surprise me with the fact that it suddenly uh, does a lurch backwards. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I think what they did to the Frozen part of it looks amazing it's just that we don't really need that as you said it's everywhere in the park Uh, it should have maintained uh, a a little bit of the history of being about the country itself not necessarily being about uh, an intellectual property such as frozen I think I think the characters could have been outside or they could have decorated that the area after the ride where you have to sit through that movie if you want to and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way to the people from there. It's just that once you've seen the movie, you've seen the movie. And in the old days, you just used to feel kind of obligated to sit through it again because you didn't want to be rude and get up and walk out in the middle of it. I think now they let you just scoot out if you want to. But I, I think that's probably where they could have added Olaf and all of the frozen people. Um, although I love animatronics, so I'm looking forward to someday seeing those things live and in person. But I, I do miss the, the original one, and I, I kind of wish that was still there.
0: All right. So, okay. So uh, fail on my part, I guess I should have uh, asked you, I I couldn't ask you guys if you'd been on it before, because I didn't want to tip my hat to the question, but I did not realize that neither of you have been on frozen ever after. So that's um, That's part of the fun of this. Don't worry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's, it's still a good question. I think that, um, that anybody that's listening and watching will enjoy uh, answering, I think that's what I love about this segment is that even if it's kind of a for us, it's still going to pose that question and, and and light some memories and and special moments for others. So I think it's a I think it's a great question. I just unfortunately not seen Frozen.
2: And before we hear Dewey's uh, answer to this question, we'd like to invite you out there to let us know, what yeah. do you prefer? Which of those two rides did you prefer better?
0: Absolutely. That's uh, that's always fun to get your guys' feedback. So listen, I'm going to refer you back to my, my hashtag, refurbish, not replace. Refurbish, not replace. World Showcase was developed and the idea was that it was going to be a a permanent world's fair and it's a place where we can go and enjoy the cultures of other places without going to those places because you know sometimes the leaving the country and going overseas is you know cost prohibitive so that's the idea you're supposed to be able to go and enjoy the culture of mexico or canada or, or wherever the pavilion may be so Hey, here's, here's a newsflash, y'all. Arendelle's not a real place. <laughs> that's not a real place. It doesn't exist. So it, it kind of, you know, it gets on my nerves. It really bothers me. Refurbish, not replace is is 100% true. Now, that wasn't in- a refurbishment. No, no, that's a replacement. Maelstrom is gone. It's gone. It's now uh, an advertisement for Frozen 3, Return of the Ice Queen, or whatever it's going to be called.
2: So they took away all of the Norway-related thing and made it specifically only about Frozen?
0: Yes. it's The outside still looks like like Akershus is the restaurant over here. It's it's still Akershus. And it's still, you know, they they filled in the hole. You remember when uh, you could see the boat before it was about to go down the other hill? You could see it. Yes, that's filled in. So you can't see that anymore. So it looks just Mm -hmm. like a mountain now and i think i
2: heard it rides in reverse from the way it used to go is that no
0: it's exactly the same the the path is the same you still go up the hill you know but it's no longer you were not the first to pass this way you know you don't get that anymore you don't get the eye of uh odin but there's still the lift hill and everything it's still the exact same flume ride they just took away and
2: let it go to that moment
0: yeah well i'm not letting it go i'm not letting it go (laughs) I'm still I, mad. Will say,
1: I will say, Dewey, one of my favorite memories of Disney and Epcot, we took one whole afternoon, almost three quarters of a day, and took our young daughters, and they got a passport, and we had them go and talk to each, because they had representatives from each country I don't know if they still do that or not but had representatives of each country and had them talk to them and and learn certain traditions we gave them three questions they needed to ask each of the representatives to learn a little bit about the culture of each of the countries. and that that's still um and that's that was a little bit of a uh, uh tangent for me because we're i'm normally about go 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 let's hit every ride but i wanted to take advantage of that and it was very memorable
0: my daughter used to love doing that going to those kid cot stations and coloring Mm -hmm. the teddy bear or whatever sometimes it's a mask or whatever yes they right now i don't think they've brought back the international representatives because of the pandemic but i hope they do come back but because that's a big part of going to each pavilion. You get to meet people from right. each of those countries. And that's really, really cool. And they're normally, it's people representing their country right. at the Kidcot station. So yeah. you're right. My daughter would color her little face mask or whatever and and get to meet somebody from Japan or meet somebody yeah. from Morocco or whatever. So that was awesome. But back to the frozen thing. Look, don't get me wrong. First of all, and, and I know I always talk about you know, they're replacing something and putting Olaf in. I know I'm making jokes, but I love the movie. Frozen is a fantastic movie. And I love the music. I think Olaf's funny. I'm not picking on Olaf because I don't like Olaf. I'm picking on Olaf because Disney is ruining some fantastic original concept attractions to throw in their IPs. And that's the mistake that I, that I believe is a mistake. I love if, if this were re, refurbished and not replaced and they kept Maelstrom and updated it and put Frozen somewhere else, like, hmm, I don't know, maybe the studios, <laughs> then it would be fantastic. It is an amazing ride. The, the, the music is great. You know, the animatronics are awesome that they got the, you know, it's the new technology where the face is a projection, but the body mm-hmm. still is an animatronic. Really, really good attraction. And it would have been perfect somewhere besides World Showcase. And so we should still be highlighting the country of Norway, and they could have put Frozen Ever After anywhere else they wanted to over in Disney, the Disney Hollywood Studios, which you know, MGM or whatever you still to want to which call it. Which
2: they do anyway. Don't they have a stage show? Or didn't they have a stage they show? They have the
0: Frozen sing-along yeah. over at, at the studios, where it used to be the American Idol show, where it used to be Superstar television used to be dug on stage, you know, they it's gone through a lot of things. It's now there um, in that in that theater. And that's mm-hmm. fun too. That's fun too. I have no problem with that frozen sing along that's the great music in frozen, but it, it doesn't belong in world showcase world showcase are we're, we're supposed to be pavilions highlighting the culture of, of different countries. And we throw in really shoehorn in a place that does not exist. So it, no. Probably should have been replace. more
2: themed to the idea of, hey, we're not real, but this is the real Norway. And this is what you'd see when you were there. Maybe yes. they could have done that.
0: Absolutely. I have no problem with them updating the ride. You know, I loved Maelstrom and I still went on it every trip mm-hmm. before, uh, before they killed it. So uh, for me on what's your favorite, I am definitely going no offense to Frozen, I like the movies. Uh, it's a great attraction. It should be somewhere else, not Emerald Showcase. For me, I'm going with Maelstrom over Frozen Ever After. Refurbish, not replace, Chapek. All right, so. Genie
2: Plus, Genie Plus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let, don't get me started. And that just about oh, does what it. For- Genie Plus? <laughs> That just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please go and follow us on all of our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at WDW Reflections Podcast, and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on the following podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Republic, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and Overcast. And as we grow, we'll let you know where else we can be found. If you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and it helps us grow. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts or you can email us at www.reflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, tips for navigating the theme parks, your ideas for future podcast topics or anything else you can think of you'd like to have a chat with us here at the podcast we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and please keep coming back see you real soon